Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceilings does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Peddling Fiction. I, of course, am your host, the one and only voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, broadcasting once again deep behind enemy lines in the city of Chicago. It's Friday. I had a. I just came off of a, a great night. Had a went to a friend's place who had a pizza oven, a brick oven outside, which is like which is like my wet dream. I've I've always wanted a brick oven to make pizzas in and because you really can't get uh ovens hot enough to make pizza properly to make like the the pizza that you would get in say Italy yeah that Neapolitan pizza with the with the nice chew to the crust and um man it w- it was just it was a blast I made like 12 pizzas last night and just got drunk made pizza and then uh, shot some pool and uh, actually singed uh, my eyelashes. So <laughs> my long, luscious lashes, one of my best features, are uh, no longer with us, at least not to the uh, full extent that they were. I still don't know how that happened. It's not like I was sticking my head in the oven. It, it was just, I guess it was hot enough to just singe, singe hair. Lucky I didn't <laughs> set my hair on fire. My hair is so goddamn out of control right now. It looked like... Uh, I don't know Elvis or or Kanicki from uh, from Greece. Still haven't gone out and gotten a haircut, but I don't know. I might keep it. I, I might like the long locks. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, uh, what a what a night! What a night! And I'm just I, I keep bringing little uh, aspects of Italy back. I got I got my Lorenzotti coffee, right? I got my Italian coffee, and now I got uh, a. <laughs> I got access to a, a brick oven pizza, which was one of the requirements that I had for uh, the villa that we were going to stay at in Tuscany on this infamously defunct Italian trip. I made sure that the villa had a a, a pizza oven. That was one of my requirements. I, I would rather have that than just about anything else. And uh, And it was just such a treat to be able to use one. But anyway, um, happy Friday, everybody. It looks like, I don't want to uh, jinx anything, but these these riots might be uh, fizzling out a little bit. At least in Chicago, they've died down a little bit. Um, I, I haven't seen a lot of, of stuff going on in, uh, in and around Chicago anymore. But I, I know D.C. is still, they're bracing for another weekend of, of, of major protests. I don't know if, if they'll be of the peaceful persuasion or if these things are going to get out of control there does seem to be more of a push to uh 
be more peaceful in, in how they go about this. But because I mean, man, these uh, these Antifa guys and all these rioters and the, and the looters are really doing a they're just crushing what could have been a a good, meaningful movement that would have had a lot of support that could have actually maybe accomplished something. But instead of that, you're going to get you get people that are now afraid for their lives, like I talked about on the last show, and they're going to want more, more police, more, more government in every aspect of their lives. They're going to want a stronger police presence with with more weapons and more militarized. And I've seen some pretty hilarious videos of some um, some people actually stopping the Antifa guys, which is real fun. I, I know John Bones Jones, I, I think. Actually, maybe it was uh, a Dave Smith retweet that I saw on Twitter of uh, Bones Jones confronting the, this uh, some of these looters and taking their their spray cans away. These little scrawny guys look up and they see uh, you know a UFC champion that could just annihilate you in two seconds, <laughs> telling you to telling you to cut out that shit. Seen some videos of. Uh, you know, reg- regular neighborhood people just beating the ever-loving shit out of some of these rioters as well. That's always nice to see. But things are looking better in Chicago. But you never know, going into a weekend, you know, there there could be a lot more shenanigans coming up on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Even though mo- we got like 40 million people out of work now, so every day's the weekend for them. And uh, we got some... We got some pretty surprising jobs numbers come out today, and the markets are just going gangbusters. I this is uh, we're up like two percent, two and a half percent across the board. S and P up up two point six seven. Nasdaq up two percent. The Dow is up eight hundred and fifteen points. It's off the highs of the day, but it's up over three percent. And um, man, gold's down thirty bucks. If you were to tell me that uh, we, we're going to have the uh, coming off of the the world pandemic where this was going to be the end of the world as we know it, this virus that nobody can stop and everybody's dying. Coming off of that, we get the, the most social unrest that we've seen in maybe the last 50 years or so, right? We got riots. Uh, Washington, D.C. is literally on fire. Cities across the, the nation are on fire. Th- things are being burned down, riots, looting. These have actually spread to other countries now. They, they it, Like the virus. It's spreading like the coronavirus. There are riots in, uh, over in the U.K., in Mexico. Um, it, it, it's, it's gone uh, global now. This is uh, this is pretty interesting that that the, the whole world is is picking up on this uh, this story. It's spreading like the coronavirus. It's like the second wave of the virus because believe it or not, we don't have the only oppressive government in the world. We don't have the only uh, brutal police force. That's how you know that this is not a unique problem to America. This isn't about like I've been saying. It's not about racism. This is about the state. This is about the state oppressing the people and treating them like dirt. And it happens all over the world. This is not just uh, an American thing. This this global uh, protest now, these protests that have gone global, is just evidence of that. 
And if you were to tell me that in the face of that, gold would be down 30 bucks today and the stock market would be up 3%, I would have thought you were crazy. Bitcoin's down too. Uh, I, I don't understand what is going on here. This optimism is just insane. It, it's insane. And you have to wonder how much uh, of an effect the Fed is having. Now, I haven't checked their balance sheet lately, but I believe it's over $6 trillion. So, I mean, how you can have like 40 million people unemployed and riots in the street and people are fleeing the typical safe haven assets like gold and uh, even, I mean, if you want to call Bitcoin, you know, the digital gold, people are fleeing that and they're jumping into the stock market. These guys are crazy. They're all crazy. But you know what they say? Don't fight the Fed. Markets can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. And we're getting a big dose of that today. But uh, yeah, I you know I made a couple bets when we were at the at the March lows in the market, where it, when things just got beat to shit and um, it, it looked like it was going to be the end of the world. That's when I stepped in. And I was like, I, I'm just buying a bunch of this stuff. Like the airlines, I bought those at the bottom. Uh, those are up huge today. Uh, all of these comp- companies that are just staples that you know aren't going. They're they're still going to be around, right? Well, like we're going to have airplanes. People are going to travel again, and there's just no way our federal government is going to not bail out a company like Ford or General Electric or American Airlines. I, I just don't see that happening. They should they should let them fail, but they're not going to. And this is the type of um, malinvestment that you get when you incentivize people to to do the wrong thing. Right. Like I would never invest in a failing company. Uh, I would never invest in Ford Motors if I didn't think that they were going to be backstopped by the federal government and bailed out. Uh, Auto sale. Like there is such a bubble in in auto sales. Like we have so many cars that we don't need. And people are people are buying cars that they can't afford. There's subprime auto loans everywhere. There, you can get a, you can get, people are borrowing money for five years, seven years to buy a car. You should never borrow money to buy a depreciating asset ever. That is not what you do. You, you spend what you have to get a car. And if all you can afford is a, is a $5,000, uh, you know, Pinto or whatever, that's what you buy. You, you buy a used car that you can afford. You don't borrow money. And they're, they're even doing uh, interest-free loans now. That's how desperate they are to sell these cars. They should definitely go out of business, but they're not going to. All else being equal, I would never invest in a company like that. But it's, uh, it's basically a, uh, I can't lose. How, how am I going to lose? If they, if they go bankrupt, the federal government's going to bail them out, right? And the, and the stock will shoot up. And, uh, if they don't, and the Fed just keeps up pumping money into the into the stock market, we're going to get rallies like we see today. Let's see what's what's Ford at. Ford, Ford's up ten and a half percent today. I think I bought it at like four dollars a share. It's now at seven thirty. Oh, okay, I, I just doubled my money in a failing company. Anyway, I, I, this is not. I'm not giving anybody uh, investing advice here. I am not allowed to do that. I'm just telling you what I did in the markets and. Uh, one of these days, I'm going to have to take some of these profits. I just don't know how much higher this market can go. 
probably going to have to take a little bit of my positions off because we've had quite a ride right back up to where, let's see, we're almost back to where we started this whole mess. I mean, the the all-time high on the S&P was 33.86. We're at 31.92 right now. We're one we're two big rallies away from being right back where we were, even though the actual economy is in shambles. It's in shambles. There is nothing good going on. I mean, the, the jobs report, the jobs report we just got uh, for May, May payrolls soared, actually, by two and a half million. That's that's what's got the markets going gangbusters today. You know, we were losing like seven and a half million a week or something like that. And now we just got an increase of two and a half million in May, which I mean, this will probably get revised lower. I don't know if I trust this number. The March payrolls print was revised down by 492,000 from negative 881,000 to negative 1.4 million. And the, the change for April was also revised down by 150,000 from, you know, 20.5 million to 20.7 million, negative 20.7 million. So with those revisions, March and April combined was 642,000 jobs lower than, than previously reported. So, I mean, it turns out that, yeah, things were actually worse than we thought. And after all of the revisions, job losses have averaged six and a half million a month for the last three months. I mean, these are crazy bad numbers. Uh, yes, we got a, a big surprise number for May, but that's still 13% lower than it was in February before all of this coronavirus nonsense uh, started, before all these lockdowns. So I, I think we're far from out of the woods here, but it, I guess it's an encouraging sign that some of these jobs are coming back. But man, we have so long to go and all of these businesses that that have gone under because of these lockdowns i i don't see how we're, we're just going to bounce back from that but these these markets are very optimistic and uh i think it's just further evidence that you don't want to confuse the the stock market the wall street casino with the actual economy a lot of people think that, you know, Donald Trump included, he's always touting the economy and pointing to the stock market. There, there's a huge portion of the population that is not participating in the stock market. And they are the ones that are sitting at home right now collecting unemployment checks or uh, trying to figure out how, how they're going to save their failing business that they haven't been able to operate for two months. But it looks like we're going to get another round of stimulus coming out of Washington. What's another trillion? I, I think the, you know, the Democrats wanted to do another $2 trillion one. And the Republicans, you know, the fiscal conservative ones, <laughs> are, are starting to realize that the optics of trillion dollar bailouts or stimulus packages aren't looking so good for the, from the fiscal conservatives. So they want to keep it under a trillion. You know, they'll, they'll do like the 999.97 or whatever to make it look like, oh, yeah, you know, psychologically, it's not quite a trillion. We can say it's under a trillion, but I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's another trillion. And man, this, this money is just going to be another boondoggle. Where is all this money going? They are just fleecing the American people and doling money out to all of their politically connected buddies. And you're not going to see a dime of it. You'll, you'll get the crumbs from the, the government's buffet table. And this is what we get from the 
fiscally conservative Republicans who are supposed to be the ones fighting all of this spending, right? Shrinking the size of government. Well, they're going to grow it by another trillion if all goes according to plan. So it might be time to start considering a third party for all of you voters out there, maybe somebody who is actually fiscally conservative. You know, we have a, a new libertarian presidential nominee, Joe Jorgensen, and I don't know, maybe the libertarians can get a, a hold on all this spending and, and start rolling back this government a little bit, and you could vote for the, the first woman president ever. It's, a, you know, just an idea. But I do want to talk a little bit more about the uh, the policing issue and the riots and everything like that. But first, let me take a little break here. I need a sip of coffee. Compliments of my buddies over at Lorenzotti.coffee. And they are the sponsor for today's show, so let me pay a few bills while I'm at it. Lorenzotti Coffee is a, it's a small business run by two liberty-minded entrepreneurs. They can provide you with delicious, premium, real Italian coffee shipped right to your door. Or if you have a small business or uh, you're just really serious about brewing your coffee, they can provide you with the specialty equipment. Any specialty equipment you can imagine that you would need to brew up coffee, espresso, you name it, they've got it. I'm drinking a cup of this right now. Out of my end the fed mug yeah it just it tastes like freedom it just tastes like freedom so if you want a taste of freedom if you want a taste of italy without having to get up off the couch go to lorenzotti.coffee and enter the promo code fiction for 10 percent off your order that's lorenzotti l-o-r-e is in edward n is in nancy z is in zebra o-t-t-i dot coffee you get 10% off your order if you use the promo code FICTION. And by the way, if you order two tins of coffee, I just found this out because I was, I was perusing the site today thinking about ordering some more of this coffee. If you order two tins of coffee, you get free shipping. So it's basically like getting a, a second tin of coffee for only like five bucks. And uh, I, you'd be crazy to, to not take them up on that offer. I mean, who wants to pay for shipping? This day and age, you should never have to. And if you order enough coffee, you don't have to. So go to lorenzotti.coffee and, and pick up some coffee today. Guys, you don't have to stand in like one of these lines, like a lemming. And one of these socially distanced lines at Starbucks wearing a mask with their virtue signaling tape markers. They're not using white tape anymore because, you know, white ain't right. So forget them. Get it delivered right to your door. We have a no-line policy here at the Peddling Fiction Podcast. Anytime you can avoid a line, you should do it. And our buddies over at Lorenzotti Coffee can help make that possible. All right, let's get back into the show. Um, we're, everyone's talking about police reform. Right, and they're defunding the police, and and how we're going to to fix this police brutality thing. Could you imagine if just a fraction of all this money that the government steals from us, we were allowed to keep, and we were allowed to privately fund uh, police forces? I mean, how much? You look at these GoFundMe campaigns for um, for Floyd or for Black Lives Matter. They're getting like ten million dollars in donations from people. 
There's so much money out there, even after the, the government takes a huge chunk away from us. And if they just didn't do that in the first place and, and pump it into these government monopolies, we would be able to have a, an accountable uh, police force, a police force accountable to the people that do things that people actually care about, that do things that people want. I mean, we don't need, we don't need all these police. We really don't. Cops walking around the streets, writing chicken shit tickets, speeding tickets, parking tickets. We don't need any of that. Yeah, you, you just need people to provide security for the block. And there, you could have several different ones. And, you know, each company could have their own, uh, their own um, security force that could provide security for the area. Because, you know, uh, businesses want the area to be secure so that customers will frequent them. Nobody goes into neighborhoods that they don't feel safe. And people have an incentive to make this work. And there's, there's so many ways that it could be done. Just just try it. Try something else. And if, if the government would just stop taking everybody's money, there'd be so much that we could use it for to, to find alternatives to this one-size-fits-all uh, one government police force. And, uh, you know, it, it's just it's such a shame to see all of this money just go into this black hole in Washington. And then our only... Uh, means of of uh, seeking a, a redress of grievances is to what riot in the streets or protest peacefully protest. That's how, like that's gonna do anything. This is gonna accomplish nothing. And it's just such an inefficient way of doing of doing things. We're still doing things like we did like a thousand years ago. <laughs> like, come on, there's such a better way to get your voice heard. Like, like I always say, the free market is the ultimate expression of democracy. And we can, and it's such a, a quicker acting mechanism. You have direct feedback immediately. You don't like what your, your private security force is doing. You stop giving them money. You give it to the other guy. You, you choose from one of the other hundreds of, of options for security forces. And then the ones who are doing things that nobody likes, well, they're going to go out of business, aren't they? They'd be incentivized to treat people fairly and justly, and they'd be rewarded for doing that. The government gets rewarded for bad behavior. They, they screw stuff up. Oh, we need more funding. Oh, we, we need a, a bigger program. We need more of this because obviously we just didn't have enough money to, to not beat you over the head. And if they're talking about defunding, which they're not even, that's not even what they're talking about. This is like a, another trick that they do. The government says they're defunding. They're just not going to give you your guaranteed, you know, 10% budget increase that they do every year. You're just going to have to make do with your already bloated, inflated budget. But taking away, taking away the money that the cops are already making, I, I don't think that's going to put them in a better mood to police the streets and they're just going to come up with other you know other ways of raping us to generate revenue yeah sure they won't get maybe they won't get as much federal funding but okay so they'll they'll write some more uh, red light camera tickets they'll get you for not coming to a complete stop and turning right i got one of those that was a hundred bucks they'll probably just make it 200 now and you can't fight it so they'll, they'll just find alternative ways of raping us to to uh make up that revenue uh, that that's the incentive of the government structure that's always the incentive of the government structure. They're incentivized to fail, and um, 
and come up with ways of generating revenue that make you less free and more oppressed. Uh, the free market solution does the exact opposite of that. It gives you more options, more freedom, and they're incentivized to, to come up with real solutions that you like, that satisfy your need, not that satisfies their need to be, to be police. And you don't have to riot in the streets to get change. You just take your democracy dollars and you, you vote elsewhere. You vote with your dollar and you, you put it behind things that you believe in instead of having it forcefully taken from you at gunpoint and given to these criminal organizations that are, that are so militarized. Now, all of these problems, they're all government created. And everybody wants to make this about race. It's not about race. I mean, look at the cops that were involved in this. Yeah, it was a white cop on a black guy. Oh, okay, there's a, an Asian guy sitting around. There was a, another guy that was a, a person of color. I don't know exactly what he was. This is not about black and white. This is not a race issue. This is government. This is force. This is the state against the people. And this is what you get. The, the, they are the oppressors. And, and that's what they, they want it to be about race because then it's not about them. Then they get us, you know, bickering at each other. They get black versus white. You know, they get us divided. They get us fighting each other instead of looking up and seeing that the, the people that are truly at fault here, the ones that created the militarized police force with their war on drugs, the ones that are throwing young black guys in prison by the tens of thousands for nonviolent crimes, enforcing uh, rules and regulations and laws that nobody wants on the books. Nobody cares about, about drug offenses. Nobody cares about victimless crimes. And we're putting people in cages for that, ruining their lives. I mean, just just destroying them. You come out a felon. You come out worse than you were uh, when you went in. And because what? Because you were you had, you had an unapproved plant on your person. Uh, okay. Or you or you were carrying a firearm around. Well, uh, last I checked, uh, we had a right to do that. I, I mean, this is this is ridiculous. All of these problems are government created, and we're not going to get a good government solution out of this. You're just going to get more of the same unless we actually try doing something different. We have to get away from this mentality that the way to solve government problems is to, is to use government. No, we have to find free market solutions to these problems because that's the only way that works. That's when you will get the, the most satisfied people for the least amount of cost and Everybody gets represented in a market like the, the, the smallest niche market you can imagine. There will be somebody to provide for that in a free market, even when it comes to things like security and things like uh, police and fire, all of these things, the roads. Listen, the, the, there's just so many uh, better ways of, of going about this. And who knows what we could come up with if you have hundreds of millions of people uh, trying to come up with solutions to these problems voluntarily. The sky is the limit. Why, why are we still doing this? Why are we marching on Washington? What has that ever accomplished? You, you stand around, maybe you get beaten up by a cop a little bit, you get tear gassed, and then you know a couple days go by and you go home and people put up a, a black, uh, one of those black squares on their Instagram and you get to virtue signal, you get some cheap virtue signaling points, make you feel like you're doing something when you're actually doing nothing. 
you're accomplishing nothing. You're going to get more of the same, if not in even bigger and worse doses. I mean, you're going to get an even more militarized police force now. They're going to be more uh, likely to beat the shit out of you because you're you're resisting, right? And, oh, God, all this virtue signaling is just disgusting. It, it's so... I, I realize that people's hearts and minds are in the right place. And believe it or not, like 99% of people, we all want the same thing. We all want uh, a less brutal police force. Nobody likes to see people just get beaten indiscriminately or have somebody sit on their neck for nine minutes when they're handcuffed and helpless. Nobody wants people thrown in cages for victimless crimes. I'm, I'm sorry, but just changing your Facebook profile picture to some black square is not going to do shit. So take that energy, take that mindset, you know, and, and start looking to alternatives. Government is not the answer. Government's the problem. It always has been the problem. It always will be the problem. And they're never going to be able to solve all of the problems that they are the ones creating. Of course not. It's never going to happen. We can solve it. The people can solve it. Free people acting in their own self-interest, creating voluntary free market solutions. It's the only way we're going to get any of this solved. And we, we, we need to get more people involved in this. We need to get more people on board. This is like a great libertarian red pill moment. And it's being co-opted by a bunch of uh, social justice warrior nonsense. I mean, come on, what are we doing here? Ah, oh, this is just so frustrating to watch. The, you know, the, the solutions are out there, they're right in front of us, and nobody is looking in the right direction. You get all these politicians coming out on Twitter, you know, we need a more accountable police force, and we need, and nobody should be beaten, and nobody, yeah, obviously. Say something a little less obvious, why don't you? You're never going to get accountability when you have a monopoly and the government has a monopoly on policing. Monopolies are bad, right? We all agree. Nobody wants a monopoly. And in fact, they're impossible in a free market. The only way you get a monopoly is through government, is through government force, through rules and regulations and, and government uh, creating an uneven playing field where other companies can't compete. And in the case of police and fire, I mean, it, they make it basically illegal. I mean, yeah, there are private security forces and things like that. There, there's actually a lot more of that than you would think. But when it comes to, like, enforcing their laws and things like that, that's, that's all them. That, that's the monopoly. And if monopolies are bad in a free market, they're bad when, you, the, like, the worst form of a monopoly has to be government. It's a monopoly on the legalized use of force. What, what could be worse than that? Why would you not want to have other options? Th this, is, this is our moment as libertarians to enter the conversation that people are already having in their minds because we are all on the same page. It's just a matter of how we go about getting what we want. And we have to, we, we have to take advantage of this to red pill some more people and get their minds open to the idea that maybe there's another solution to these problems. Maybe, you know, doing the exact same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is probably not the best approach to this. I mean, how long have we been rioting and protesting the police? Has it ever done anything? Has it ever gotten better? Of course not. L.A. riots in the, you know, that was the 60s. What, what did that accomplish? Nothing. 
Nothing. We've got a more militarized police force than ever before. We're never going to get any accountability from government. Ever. What are you going to do? Are you going to riot for a little bit? Destroy some other people's property that they don't give a shit about? And then, oh, okay. I mean, even if you attack, you know, police forces, you know, blow police cars, everything. Who pays for that? We do. The taxpayer. This is all us. And this is what we need to get through to people. It's not about black versus white. It's not about, you know, rich versus poor. This is the people against the state. And the state are the ones oppressing us. And they want us divided. That's why they stoke these racial tensions. That's why it's a whole divide and conquer thing. They got to pit us against each other so that we don't realize that they're the ones with their knee on our neck. We're the ones laying on the ground yelling out, we can't breathe. Our hands tied behind our back. It's the perfect metaphor for what's going on. It is a much bigger problem. The, yes, is there, is there racism in America? Sure, absolutely. But, I mean, come on. The state against the people is a much bigger problem. And all, the, all this you know, virtue signaling. I mean, look how many people are on board with this. Look how many people are on board with this movement. We just have to get this movement going in the right direction, away from government, toward free market solutions, protesting, rioting, looting, walking around with a sign. That's your solution. What's that going to get you? Nothing. That's why they let you do it. That's why the government sits back and lets you do it. Protest for a little bit. You'll, you'll run out of gas. You'll run out of steam. And then they'll be right back to cracking skulls. It has never accomplished anything, and it never will. The free market is what solves problems, and there are free market solutions to this. I, I highly suggest, I mean, you can, they're everywhere. Go to, like, the, the Mises Institute. Type in, you know, private security forces. Or, uh, you know, Bob Murphy has done a lot of great work on this. You know, there are volumes and volumes of books of, of possible solutions that we can have to these types of problems, free market solutions. Uh, start looking into it if you have it. How about instead of spending time putting up a black square on Instagram and virtue signaling to all your friends to show how you're not racist, why don't you pick up a book? Why don't you read a little bit? Why don't you think outside the box? Let's try to come up with an actual solution to these problems instead of just doing all this meaningless, worthless shit that, that makes us feel like we're, we're doing something when we're actually accomplishing nothing. Anyway, um... <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it, but this is going to be probably a bit of a shorter episode again. I, I got to get off to Milwaukee. I'm going to visit my parents for the weekend and um, hopefully not give them coronavirus. So actually, I forget. Is that still a thing? Because the media seems to have just completely dropped that story. Un unreal how quickly they forgot about that. They forgot about crowds. Crowds are okay all of a sudden. Protests are okay. Large gatherings, you know. It's okay if you're going to kill granny as long as your cause is good enough, I guess. But, you know, the, the protests that we were doing, say, a month or two ago because people were, were tired of watching their livelihoods go down the toilet because of a, a little virus. Well, no, 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 you can't do that. You're, you're killing granny. You're evil. You want people to die. But, uh, you know, if we want to go around... Um, protesting police brutality then it's fine then it's fine to have a, a second wave of coronavirus and we don't have to wear masks or social distance or anything like that no no now you're revered for doing that oh, okay wow 
pretty amazing to see that take place. And the, you get a, a very revealing dose of just how corrupt and worthless the media is. They are, they are just, they're the worst. They are the enemy of the people. But anyway, going to try to do that. And um, I will be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode. Guys, if you liked what you heard today, do me a favor Give me a rating and review on iTunes, five stars if you think the show is worth it. Follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. And if you want to become a supporting listener of the show, go to pedalingfictionpodcast.com. You can do it from there. I have a number of different um, options. You can donate like as little as a dollar, a dollar a month. You can set up recurring things if you want, you know, dollar a month to, to help fund the show so that I can uh, get some more advertising out there and increase our reach. People are always asking, you know, what can I do to help promote the show? That's a great way to do it. But just just listening and sharing is all I really uh, need you guys to do and support our sponsors. Go get yourself some coffee. And if you can do all that for me, I will be back with a brand new episode for you. Until then, just remember to keep on peddling so-called fiction. Peace.